It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. As usual, Norm enjoying Ryan Miner as he hits the three falling out of bounds, but not enjoying Julian Winfield with the wraparound of Sammy Haley. OU down 13. Got to use your heads in this game. Got to get it back to what works. Ryan Miner hitting the three. He had 32. And who gave the hot foot to Jason Sutherland? Look at that jumper. But it goes. Mizzou within three. But Ryan Miner doing his thing again with the steal. Over the head here to Calvin Curry, and he puts it home. And... Samson loves that as Oklahoma wins it by five. And, yes, we have upset number three of upset Saturday. Minor accounting for more than a third of the Sooners' points. Thirty-two. Listen to that crowd in the background. Oh, yeah. uh, where, where was that game? That was at the Loud Noble Center when they beat uh, top ten Mizzou. Ryan okay. Miner was there. And, well, and that's, a, that's a funny thing about Ryan Miner's career is – Dang, he dropped 32 that night against a top 10 Missouri team. Ryan Miner was always dropping points during his career yeah. at OU, you know. And that news broke pretty much as soon as we got off of the air on Friday. Um, terrible news, awful news, prayers to, to his family. I wish we had a show. I wish we would have had an hour, a, a segment, something uh, right after to be able to commemorate the, the life and legacy that is Ryan Miner. But... Really wanted to do this today, to lead off the show and just for people to text in throughout the day, share their memories of Ryan Miner, what, what they thought of him as a guy, as a baseball, basketball player, all of that, because he is uh, his legacy really deserves to be shared. And about a few hours ago, really, before we hopped on the air, his brother Damon Miner tweeted this out, was able to get Ryan set up with the Ref app. He enjoyed listening he would appreciate, and I truly appreciate, the shout-outs. Boomer, and then he tagged us in it. So I had no idea about this. But apparently Damon got Ryan the ref app, and he really enjoyed listening to all of our shows. And, man, I, you talk about something that means the world. That, that means the world, man. Uh, that's, yep. just, that's really it's really cool to hear. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, I hated the news. And, you know... Was able to talk with some people just about it over the weekend and stuff, and just an incredible talent. And I don't know. I guess we've seen a couple, but at the time, I'm sure pretty rare for a six-seven third baseman. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, yeah. But when you're six-seven and you can hit for as much power as he did, just an all-around athlete like he is, um, it don't matter. They, they would have put him at anywhere on the diamond with as I'm, talented as he was. I'm sure he had some nice range and probably had a hose over there on third base. Um, just reach over there and hand it to the first baseman from the corner. Um, pretty cool. And, and that, those highlight videos, watching him just score, hit the three, hit the mid-range jumper, Did you see get the, to the one rim. on our ref page? Um, I, it, it, put out, it was out on Saturday morning. They're playing Jackson State, and – he shoots a fadeaway. He's fading to the baseline, and he, like, shoots it over the backboard. Like a trick shot, essentially. Mm. Fading away, shoots it over the backboard, and, nail- like, it- it's not just that he scored so many points. The level of difficulty, 
some of those shots that he hit, he could score in the paint. He could score mid-range from three. That guy was a score on the basketball floor, man. Wow. Yeah. And I, he spent a lot of time in the bigs, I, right? I don't know. Well, he replaced Cal Ripken Jr. Right. streak, yeah. For sure. And then, I, you know, he, he coached and uh, at different levels. So, you know, uh, you always hate whenever – stuff like this happens but i'm glad that glad that we were able to provide a probably i'm sure a little uh comedic relief there i hope so every now and then i I hope so and so uh man today's show dedicated to ryan minor in uh, in his family just uh praying for all of you during this difficult time but thank you so much damon for sharing that that means a lot and um I'll, i'll read a few texts here that we have on ryan 405 says I still have a Ryan Minor jersey. I don't know if that's basketball. Mm. I don't know if that's baseball, but I uh, I'd be wearing the heck out of that thing for the uh, for the rest of the year. And I don't I don't know if this is in the plans for OU basketball or OU baseball, but some sort of a, a patch or a sticker on the back of the batting helmet this year, something to honor Ryan Minor. Like that would be really cool. And he was a he had a career, and he was the type of person that I think is very much worthy of of that type of honor. Well, I, for one, would like, I don't know who it is but or when it could be, but uh, I vote for someone to go drop 32 on Missouri's <laughs> ass uh, for Ryan Miner. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. We're number 12 while you're, uh, while you're at it as well. Shark says, my wife's father coached Ryan and Damon. When they played American Legion ball in Woodward, uh, Gunny says, "As a 12-year-old in '94, I so wanted to be Ryan Miner, whether it was on the basketball court or on the baseball diamond." Five eight zero. One of my fondest memories as a kid was losing out on a basketball autographed by Ryan Miner at a silent auction. Um, let me see. We got so many that here are rolling in right now. Watched him play a lot in high school. Always made the correct decision. His dad was a total badass on the football field. I guess he played semi-pro football. Um, what did he? So he went to Stroud, right? No, he did. Was, I hear someone say that the other day. The, I, I thought the, someone texted that in. The bookouts went to went to Stroud. Well, that's what I thought. I was about to say because so I think someone texted that in last week, and I was like, "Is that right?" Yeah. So I actually had that question in because we're going to do a ticket giveaway. Um, in, in this first segment, I was trying to think of a trying to think of a uh, trivia question to come up with to give away these two tickets for tomorrow night's game. So that's that's what I'm going to go with. Where where did Ryan Miner go to high school? 405-651-3439. First to text in, we'll get two tickets to the OU men's basketball game tomorrow night, courtesy of uh, Affordable Door. No. I'll be able to tell you the answer of that uh, very quickly, but it's not Stroud. There's a hint. Not Stroud. Huh. Frisco well, Sooner, one of the best athletes I ever saw. Yeah, really, there you go. really tough to, to argue with that with some of the things that he accomplished. And I was having a text conversation with a, a couple of buddies about this on Saturday morning. I, if, if you go year by year, just OU athletics history, and you say, okay, who was the big man on campus in 2003 and 2018 and 1988? If you do each of those years individually, it's almost always going to be a football player that would probably be thought of as big man on campus. I think Ryan Miner, 
at least once, maybe twice throughout his time at OU there in the mid-90s. I think Ryan Miner was big man on campus at least one of those years. Yeah. Well, I'm reading this. Um, he was uh, he was All-American basketball at OU, um, twice led Big 8 in points per game. And as a junior in 95, he was Big 8 player of the year and was projected as a lottery pick. Uh, but he elected to return to Oklahoma for his senior season. And I bet that was uh, you know at the time. Yeah, and you know, he ended up getting drafted in the second round the year at, year following, but it, it you know, it may not have been huge at the time. Because maybe that was the norm. But it's not the norm anymore and it really makes you um it really makes you value and appreciate the guys that did that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. To, to come back for another year is, and, you know, I'm, and that's not a slam to those who don't because everyone's situation is different and you can't just, you can't just hold everyone to the same, you know, whatever. The, like I said, situations can be different. But the fact that he did that when he was a projected lottery pick in basketball is awesome. Yeah. Um, won the 1994 National Championship with OU Baseball, and he followed that up with uh, Big 12, or I guess Big 8 at the time, Player of the Year in Basketball. Yeah. Hell of a career. And I, I wish I could speak personally on the type of man that, 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 that he was. Um, I can't personally. I Unfortunately, I never got to meet or talk with the guy. But everyone that had interaction with him said he was awesome. I, I can only speak on the athletic success that he had and just Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, just watching those old ESPN Sports Center highlight reels of him is just it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's he was he was awesome. And just thanks for all the tech. One of the best Christmas gifts I ever got was a white number twelve. Ryan Miner basketball jersey, coolest thing ever. That's from the 405. So a lot of people just uh, kind of reminiscing about what he and his uh, career meant to them, which is fun. Hammond, by the way, is the correct answer. So uh, for, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll high find school? out. Yeah, I'll find out who the uh, first was to, to text that in, and we'll give him two tickets, uh, courtesy of Affordable Door, to the Hoops game tomorrow night. Nice. Well, uh, again. Horrible news, but um, I'm glad we do get to, to celebrate his life yeah. a little bit and, and his career at Oklahoma, and just uh, reminisce with people. Ton of ton of fans out there. My very first, um, the very first time I heard his name, there was this girl at at my school, and I vividly remember her talking about Ryan Miner being like the best looking guy in the world at the time. And I was like, who in the hell is this guy? All right. And uh, it was funny. I remember, I, I think it was maybe they were in the NCAA tournament or something at the time. And I saw it over the week and I was like, oh, that's who she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Six, seven, uh, hoops, baseball, dreamy. Okay. Dreamy. Pretty funny. 405, good tech. Shout out to Damon as well, who supported his brother always. He is also a class act. 100% 100 on that one. Uh, But, yeah, like I said today, today's show absolutely dedicated to Ryan Miner and and his family. So, um, and we'll continue to share 
some uh, some texts and memories as the show goes on today. Uh, th- this one's for him today for sure and his family. How? Uh, but how are we feeling about this football game tomorrow night? We're finally here. It's felt like forever since they played a football game. Crazy, isn't it? Um, I feel good about it. I don't know if I have much or good reasoning, but I feel good about it. Okay. How about you? Well, um, I I still feel okay about it. I just made the mistake of not. I didn't make the mistake of watching Arizona today. I made the mistake of watching Arizona play Arizona State. Their last game that they played. Yeah. Arizona State's not a good football team, but um, Fafita and yeah. those wide receivers they have, they are excellent after the catch. He Number is four just, is legit, isn't he? Yeah. Six five. Yeah. Two fifteen. Um. Of course, I'm watching that, trying to think of, okay, well, how can we break down Arizona in the Mike Gundy voice? And the first thing that came to mind is, well, Levin's got some wiggle at quarterback. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a special talent, man. And, and he's not a kid that's going to, you know, tuck it and run it for 150 yards. Yeah. But he just knows how to move around in the pocket, the arm angles that he can throw from. He's – Fafita's going to be a really, really good player for them. I love – the style of their offense and it's got a very you know jet fish has an nfl pedigree um it's got a very pro style feel to it and you mentioned fafita he can move but he doesn't pull it i wouldn't classify him as a dual threat um he's athletic and shifty in the pocket but you know he he's he's gonna throw it and he's gonna run to throw he'll you know when forced obviously he will scramble but that's not what he wants to do they'll go under center um they'll run like traditional play action where you've got a quarterback under center back in the dot uh extend the ball out run over routes crossers um some boot and sprint stuff just really smart with the football he'll take the check down he's accurate um you know one of the things and this isn't necessarily nfl style but they're really, they are exceptional at tunnel screens. And they do it a bunch of different ways. They'll run it to running backs. Motion, go to empty and run it to a running back. They'll start with a, they'll start in the I formation with an H back. They're tied in and motion him out. And it looks like they're going to run a running play. And then he'll kind of get out away from the core really quickly. And they'll run a the tunnel screen to the tight end. So they'll do all kinds of uh, tunnel screens from different formations and different players, and their offensive line is really effective at getting out in front of it. Um, just a just a really solid offense. I like it. I don't know if you know the number off the top of your head how many times Fafita got sacked this year, but I'm going to guess the first pass rusher didn't get home uh, uh, too many times against him. just seems yeah. like he has a knack of just – Making a move, just getting to the mm-hmm. outside, either throwing the ball away or even worse. It sounds, it kind of feels like he's a guy that he, you feel like you have him dead to rights. He makes a move, throws from a weird arm angle, and there's someone in the flat wide open. Ends up in about a 15-yard gain. Uh, it's, I, I would compare it somewhat to like Baker Mayfield. He's probably not even in the top half of the fastest guys on the football team, but He's slimy in the pocket and athletic enough to where it's hard for those defensive linemen to get their hands on him. And, and I think think you're right, Fafita's uh, the same type. Really, really difficult to get to. All right, 
Quick timeout here for Newcastle Casino, I-44 exit 107. we got more from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text on 651-3439. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the SPATS balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions. In- it's like a monsoon right now in Annapolis. Huh. Vortex up 24-17 on uh, Tulane uh, mid- midway through the third quarter. Jeez, nice. that looks like terrible weather that's <laughs> going on right now. Oh, that's rough. Very, very nice. Um, how do you feel about the football game tomorrow? I um, I told you last segment I feel okay still after watching them run up and down the field on Arizona State. God, Arizona State's a bad offense, at least in that game they were. Um, I Defensively, they're as healthy as they've been in a long time. I am going into this game not expecting them to hold this Arizona offense to just 10 points or anything like that, but to be much better against the run than they were the final two regular season games. My expectations are pretty high. Like, that needs to be the case tomorrow. Arizona's a good offense, one of the better that they're going to see throughout this year, sure, but, man, you got to end the year on a high note defensively. You're healthier. you got a lot of bodies back for next season. I just I'll I, I'll take a 38-35 win, but Teddy, I'm I'm hopeful the defense plays a lot better than that tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I feel okay. I asked earlier today. I I'll take OU in a close game by a field goal, but I I definitely think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's it will probably be a close game. You know, it doesn't have to be. And it's okay to, even though it hasn't really happened this year, it's okay to come out and play your best game of the year. I, it hadn't happened yet. I mean, to the level that Brent thinks they're capable right. of. Yeah. It's okay. You can do that in a bowl game. And I know you're down a couple of guys. You've had some transfer portal guys, some opt-out guys going to the NFL. It's okay to show up and put your best performance together. It's possible to do that. You got plenty to be excited about. You can cap off the year with eleven wins, beat a good Arizona football team, um, have some fun down there, and carry some momentum into next year. It's okay to do that. Now, hopefully, that's the pregame speech. Hopefully, Brent lets them know it's okay to play their best game. That's that. That would be good for them to hear. Well, it's just you know, I think. There can be a, a tendency at this point, especially with the new format of college football when you're not in a playoff, to just kind of make it through the end of the year. Um, I And I know that there's there's no way that Venables is, is coaching it that way. Nobody is. But, you know, I hope this team is motivated to take the field and, and put a really good performance together. Because, I frankly – and I, I don't want to discredit Arizona at all. I think they're a really solid football team. But if we play to the level that we are capable, we should beat their ass, and there's really no way around that. Yeah. Cherokee Sooner says OU 38, Arizona 30. Mm. 405 says 35-20, OU wins, release the hounds. This one for the 405. Imagine the USC board 
if we beat the brakes off of Arizona after going four overtimes with this team at home with Muleshoe. Yeah. I'm sure the USC boards are going to be I think they're going to be a little – they're going to anyway. be preoccupied with what's about to take place this evening for uh, for the University of Southern California. Um, Let's go Louisville. Yeah, that's going to – Let's gonna, go Cards. Let's go, baby. That's going to be something. Um, you got an angry Louisville team going up against a – I. it's not even a – I was going to say a piece-together University of – Southern Cal, but it's not even pieced together. An attempted at piecing it together, there's nothing there. They barely have enough for uh, a roster to play in the football game. So it's going to be brutal. Do we know for sure USC. that USC made it to San Diego? They are there. I can confirm that they're okay. there. Just making yeah. sure that we actually know a game's going to happen tonight. Right. Yeah. 405 show up, showed up and played one of their best games of the season last year against FSU. Well, it's yeah. it's happened back to back years because I thought the Oregon game the last time OU was down there that that was their best game of the year, two years ago. Yeah, well, it was the best game considering uh, everything going into it. Right, how the season ended, who was available for the football game, all those things considered. Oh, I, I just thought overall it was the best that they played all year in 2021 with a lot of those close, uh, ugly yeah. wins they had. I mean, I mean they, that was I thought it was just regardless that was their best game. Well, I think it. I think it. It. It kind of had the feeling that whatever the season was, what it was. There's some acceptance there. You finish the the year six and six, like. Just go cut it loose. We're not worried about record. We're not holding back for anything. We're not, you know, trying to feel our way through it. You just go cut it loose and and play free. And oftentimes that's kind of that's what you see. And that's what I'm hoping we see with this team uh, tomorrow with with Jackson Arnold getting his first start. You know, new. I don't know how they're going to navigate the play calling duties with Joe John and and Seth. But, you know, they're going to handle that, and those guys are going to be amped up for that opportunity. So, and then defense, to get to get back and get healthy, and, you know, you, you've got some guys that have announced they're coming back, which has to bring some energy up for those guys. So, oh, it just feels like everyone should be in a pretty good place down there, and, and we should play well. We should be prepared. Uh, here's the thing. They are, like, whenever you look at, the SP rating, I don't know if anyone really Meh. cares for that, but it is what it is. I mean, it's just an accumulation of, of some stats and stuff. But, like, special teams-wise, Arizona's like number 90 or number 95 in the country. Now, we're 105 on that ranking, but I, if you think this is going to be a close football game, like a lot of people do, you better hope we – win the special teams battle because that's what it's going to come down to in my mind. Yeah. If you think it's going to be a close game, well, with a couple of teams that are right there pushing triple di- triple digits in their ranking on SP for special teams, it's probably going to be who makes the biggest special teams mistake, Sweet. not necessarily who wins it. Well, let's see what the depth chart says that they released while we were off. Uh, Zach Schmidt, your kicker. Elzinga's the punter. And it's Gavin Freeman or LV Bunkley Shelton at punt returner. And LV just entered his name in the transfer portal a couple of days ago. 
Yeah. So Gavin Freeman, 82, is going to be back there fielding punts. Well, and hopefully Zach Schmidt has been able to get healthy. You know, he's been kicking all year a little injured, so uh, hopefully he's he's back to 100%, and some of the other guys that have been nagged throughout the season are, are feeling better and should have a good game. Speaking of the depth chart, uh, here's here's the notable things. Running back, there's a lot of wars. Yeah. Gavin Sawchuk or Tawi Walker or Javante Barnes. Yeah. Offensive line, there are no oars whatsoever. It's Rouse at left tackle, Schaefer at left guard, Troy Everett at center, McCade Matower at right guard, and Jacob Section at right tackle. Yeah. That I can, like it. That can work, yeah. That can work for sure. For sure. Like, like just looking at that, like we were worried two weeks ago – well, really, after the Caden Green stuff, I guess that was two weeks ago now, right? Oh, yeah. my gosh, are they going to have an offensive line for the Alamo Bowl? And then when you see it on paper here, it's, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I, that, that doesn't look as bad as I thought it was two weeks ago. That offensive line can go out and play well on, on Thursday. It's got potential. Um, we don't – Arizona doesn't have – world beaters there but they got good solid guys across the defensive line solid at backer um they got some pretty big cover or pretty good cover guys a couple of like six three six four corners which is strange but um i mean they're solid defensively we should be in my opinion we should be able to put up some points against them. as I long agree. as jackson arnold can perform like we hope and expect him to then we should be able to put up some. Feels points. like their star powers on the offensive side, quarterback, right. skill players, and well, the offensive lineman that uh, opt out and is heading to the NFL draft. They got a uh, they got a kamikaze player at inside backer. What's he number five? Uh, oh gosh, is this Jamoy Hodge from TCU all over again? Let's hope not. He, well, it he is. Uh, I think it's Manu M A N U. Absolute thumper. Comes downhill and uh, is a incredibly violent player but we should be able to get him blocked up should be fine adam from austin love dg but think we got an upgrade behind center we're gonna roll arizona stick to basketball oh the trash talk already ka and ba the oregon game was by far the best coach game of the year in 2021 agree with that colin claremore says were you not there for the comeback against texas i know we didn't play great all game but that was definitely the high point of the season tyler it, it was yeah. the high point of the season for sure. I'm just talking about the best. Like, that that score that OU won by, Oregon's lucky it looked the way that it did at the end of the game because OU gave up some points in the second half. It was a complete rout at halftime of the Alamo Bowl two years ago. Oh, yeah. Was it like 38-6 to six or something like that? Yeah, and the other part of that is, like, our record, not really indicative of how good of a football team we were. Um I mean, credit credit us for winning those games, or us, them. Credit them for winning those games, but, you know, I think everyone remembers kind of what it looked like. It looked three a whole lot like Southern Cal's uh, last two years, what it looked like. Mm, well, Southern Cal is going to be hoping for those types of games moving forward, but I got bad news for them. They're not even going to be winning ugly moving forward. Hoping's not the right word if they've got Will Howard at quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Unless they (sighs) totally abandon 
the style of offense that Lincoln Riley has always run, which maybe they are. I don't know. Who's what? What is the latest on their quarterback search? Well, he said that he wanted uh, an established. Well, he's got got him, but he wants a younger quarterback as well. I, I haven't. So did Will? Did Will Howard like sign? Is he? I thought going that he there? did like over a week ago. Okay, maybe that's right. I yeah. just I didn't see. The maybe final. I'm totally wrong about that, and the rumors were just strong with that. But I, I I thought that that was kind of a that was a done deal, and they were trying to what court was it? DJ Lagway, he signed with uh, Florida last week, and mm-hmm. apparently Muleshoe was really trying hard late to flip him, and it didn't work, and it kind of felt like some desperation, you know. I don't see Will Howard on their. You know, like on their fa- their page on two four seven, and it has yeah, transfers well, at the it bottom. Hasn't, maybe it hasn't happened yet. Then, yeah, which maybe that's not. I, I don't know if that's official either. So I, I, I don't know. Don't know. Um, whatever, they'll be fine. We got our own problems to uh, to deal with. All right, quick timeout here from Newcastle Casino. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The new InMotion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient. Visit allisoninsurance.com, then call Robert at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance, they are the experts. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Will Howard has uh, not committed to uh, excuse me USC as of right now. Brent from Jake okay. says he's down to USC and Ohio State. 405 <laughs> says he hasn't signed, and there are rumors he's favoring Miami and Ohio State right now. So, dude has well, options. I hmm. If he's got the opportunity to go to Ohio State and he's thinking about going to USC or Miami, Someone needs to tackle him right now and get his head screwed on straight. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe if it's a total um, cash grab, I guess maybe you go to Miami or the University of Southern Cal, but... I'm going to Ohio State next year. That's where I'm going. Well, I would too. I'm going to go win 11 games, get drilled by Michigan, and go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a winner. Sounds Neither like the, those the other past, teams aren't going to be doing that. Those are the past three Ohio State quarterbacks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's crazy that Will Howard's in that high of demand. Um. Maybe that should tell some programs something whenever it comes to the transfer portal. You know, if all of your young quarterbacks are going to skip town because they're not playing right away and you got no ability at all to develop any young talent, think about Will Howard. He played two or three years of horrible backup quarterback before he turned <laughs> into a good starter. So, I mean, it experience is still going to be critical in college sports, even though it's going. To, I mean, it's going to be more critical than ever. And if you don't have an opportunity to develop young guys because you're constantly churning out uh, average players in the transfer portal to fill immediate needs, then eventually, 
it's going to bite you. Yeah. Speaking of Michigan, and I had this down to play today, but uh, Matt Moscona, he's been on the show before. Yeah. He covers uh, LSU at uh, ESPN Baton Rouge down there. And he said this over the weekend about the potential future of uh, Brian Kelly. Listen to this. Take this for what it's worth. If Jim Harbaugh goes back to the NFL and the, and the scuttle is the Chargers, if Harbaugh goes and coaches the Chargers and Michigan is open, if Michigan pursues Brian Kelly, he would leave LSU for Michigan. I am confident in saying that. Well, that's notable around here because OU goes to Death Valley next year. I had not heard that, but... That's an LSU guy saying if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers and that job's open, O'Brien Kelly would take that if offered. Huh. Yeah, well, I, Brian Kelly would love the Michigan job. I mean, it is set up like kind of the way he likes to operate a football team where, I mean, it, it everything is there except for – um, you know, kind of the quarterback moving forward, like a, a difference maker. And whenever that's the case, like you've got a big margin for error where you don't have to have a, a, a Jaden Daniels to go out there and win football games. You know, you can you lean on your offensive line, your running game, and uh, play to your defense. It's a totally different it's style. It's the kryptonite of your biggest rival right now. Like the, yeah. the Michigan job, like this, this opening – it's set up as well as it's been set up and maybe that program's history for the next head coach when you look at everything. Oh, man. Uh, like I said last week, if if Harbaugh doesn't leave for the NFL, Ohio State's going to have him assassinated. <laughs> leave or die yeah. is what it is right now for Harbaugh. Apparently there is a uh, massive contract on the table that he is uh, he hasn't signed yet. That's the that's the scuttlebutt there. A massive contract at Michigan? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we'll we'll get through the playoff and we'll do this whole thing for the third consecutive year. We'll we'll see if he goes and takes an NFL job or not if he's offered one. He's such a weirdo. I well, yeah, I we know that this for is, a while. See, this is one of the things that drives me crazy. Okay, it's one thing if you got a young, hot offensive coordinator or a young head coach and, you know, everyone wants him, bunch of different offers coming in. Okay, yeah, you go to the highest offer. I mean, if everything else makes sense, right? Within reason, if it's, you know, right there close to the other job's um, that are being offered. But then you got a guy like Harbaugh, who's been coaching forever, played in the NFL forever, has a ton of money, but it, he doesn't do anything with it. You know what I'm saying? I, What does he care what the number is? Like, it doesn't affect his way of life. You're saying his brain of khakis is not going to change, no. regardless of how much money he makes. Yeah, no. Still going to drink whole milk. Like, there's some guys where it's like, yeah, okay. Like, if it's Kingsbury, okay, yeah, he's he's trying to get a uh, a private jet and a yacht in the Mediterranean to go party on with a bunch of Instagram models. Like, you kind of get 
why he would be looking for more cash. I could see the big purchase Harbaugh makes after a big contract extension is a foosball in the game room at the house. That's, or that's a, new, <laughs> a new riding lawnmower, right? <laughs> well, wasn't, uh, didn't his daughter two, three years ago put out that, uh, maybe it was like a TikTok video or something, of them being stranded at the airport for five hours? And he's just standing around like a normal dad. Like he, he's still the guy that gets stranded at the yeah. airport trying to go on a. He's not flying on the PJ. Uh uh-uh. uh No, we're taking the we're taking the Allegiant flight to Destin, please. But you see what I'm saying? Like, like to me, there's there's something psychotic about that. About like wanting to just stockpile, and I I don't know. It's it's a weird mindset. If you're never going to spend any of it, what do you care? What does it matter? Just going to sit some somewhere and accumulate, and I don't know, maybe you pass it on to your kids. But even they are set at this point. Yeah. The guy probably hadn't spent, you know, a hundred bucks of his own money in years. Probably still the cheap guy on Christmas as well. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Four oh five. Michigan would be morons to offer that job to Brian Kelly. Big Chris says if Brian Kelly goes to Michigan. He will take his fake Louisiana accent with him. 918, new khaki pants for Harbaugh, LOL. Yeah. No. Interesting. But, I mean, it, it's crazy the difference two years makes. Two years ago, LSU was, hell yeah, we'll hire Lincoln Riley. Let's go. Absolutely. If Brian Kelly were to leave LSU, there ain't no way in hell LSU would hire Lincoln Riley this time around. No chance. Yeah, no USC's out there saying, "Hey, we're, we're we are waiving the uh, the buyout clause. You can you can take him. Just take him off our hands, please. Anyone? Any takers out there?" Texas Tech says, "Well, we'll hire him <laughs> as an analyst." <laughs> nice. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next here from Newcastle. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Riverwind is the best casino in the metro. With all the amenities that make us number one. Make it a December to remember with our $100,000 Frosty Fridays. My family came into town. We hosted everyone over at the house. Uh, Kids exchanged gifts. All of that. And... What we do is the adults, instead of buying gifts, we, we play Dirty Santa. So everyone buys a $50 gift or so, and um, obviously we play. Standard rules, whatever. So I brought scratch-off lottery tickets. Um, and You brought them? Like that was your gift? $50 that was my worth? gift. Okay. Yeah. And I've seen that gift in Dirty Santa. I actually don't yeah, hate that gift very much. I think it's pretty common. So it got passed around, and I stole it from my wife for the second time to lock it in. Can't be stolen anymore. Okay? Uh, Scratch off, won like $30 on one ticket, like $10 on the other ticket. Dang, okay. And on the final ticket, Tyler, $5,000. Dollars. Really? You want five grand on a scratch off? Five thousand nice. dollars on a scratch off lottery Sweet. ticket that I t- 
took from my wife in Dirty Santa. Boy, that's about as emotional as you'll ever get. <laughs> I, I bet you were more emotional and, and excited about that than any other touchdown that OU scored this year. Well, And I can back it, that up with the in-the-booth camera. I'll tell you what, the, the best part about it is, you know, I was scratching it off and my son was there, you know, watching and. Like I, I knew that I'd won. I knew the number, like the two numbers matched. All right, I said, all right, well, let's see what the prize is. So I started over on the right side, and you know, because we hadn't really won anything up to that point. And I was like, uh oh, there's a zero. So I was thinking like twenty bucks, probably what we're going to win. There's another zero. Okay, we got something good here. We hit the three zeros. Everyone uh, officially got pretty excited at that point. Nice. Uh, I was like, "Man, I I don't know where this thing that's may awesome. go. Can we get another zero, please? Five thousand bucks, man. That's, Come on. That's that's awesome, man. That's that's a, that, that can buy him a couple more guns. Is what he can buy with it. The most I've ever won on a scratch off. Uh, this is before Oklahoma had them. I was also fourteen years old, so I had to give a dollar to someone to, to go buy one in Dallas. $300 the day after the 4 OU Texas game. Never won five grand, though. How much was it? It's $300. That's pretty daggum good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not five grand, but it was still a pretty excellent moment. The day after OU shut out Texas, pretty good little now, weekend. Good thing I've got a good family, or uh, I could have been killed right there in my own home for a scratch-off lottery ticket. You know, well, who's to say the poison won't take into effect until tonight? <laughs> That's right. So you better spit it out there uh, on the road. They're, they're giving me enough time to get my will and everything together with my new five thousand dollars, where it's going to be uh, uh, sent after my death. Colin yeah, Claremore right. says Teddy was one zero away from calling in today. Cole, <laughs> if I if I would have known he won five thousand uh, over the weekend, I would have been convinced he wasn't coming in today. I thought five thousand could be the number that would keep him away. Uh, yeah, 50000 when I've got to give back. I uh, I would have been robbed of half of it by the state and federal government. I'd probably have to keep working. Uh, my best gift was not $5,000, but it was tickets to watch OU snap its 30-year losing streak at Allen Fieldhouse in January. Wow. Yep. How about that? Yep. More time off coming for Tyler McComas. Well, the Elite game's on a Saturday. Station. Game's on okay. a Saturday. So. But that's no what it said. Monday? No, it's on a Saturday. You got to go. Final time for a oh. while that OU's going to play at Kansas. You got five grand. Hell, you can fly up there if you want. Fly and it said on there. my tickets, OU will win that game for the first time in 30 years. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. All right, quick timeout. We got hour number two of the rush coming up next here from Newcastle. Stay.